Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. Good morning, everybody. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming back and listening to Go For It here on the Empowerment Channel for Voice America. I am Joe Hausman, your host. And my website is www.johausman.com. That's J O H A U S as in Sam, M A N.com. Hey, today we have a wonderful gentleman on the, on the line with me. His name is Don Lloyd. He has been my friend and mentor for gosh, three or four years. But before I introduce Don, I just kind of want to read a little excerpt out of my book, Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance, because this is really going to resonate about Don and his attitude toward others and also my attitude toward others, because we have to treat others with respect and kindness, even though they might drive us absolutely crazy. But in my philosophy, my thinking is the more we can give out to others, the more it's going to come back to us. So the more kindness we can give, the more love we can give. We never know what people are going through in their personal lives, business lives, whatever's going on. So the more kindness we can give, the better. So in chapter three of my book, Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance, I'm talking about um, I heard as tenacity is a virtue. And so as tenacity, my feeling is um, there's days that you feel like you want to give up. There have been plenty of days and weeks that I wanted to give up, but don't quit. And I never quit. And so each step may get harder, but don't ever stop because the view at the top is absolutely beautiful. Just always be aware of your behavior. Always be aware of your attitude. Always be aware of how you're treating other people. Your attitude toward others will make or break your business. And your personal life, actually. People are going to want to do business with you because they like you. What you have to offer will interest them. But if they don't like you, they're not. Good. They're going to go to someone that they do like, be it friendship, be it business, be it whatever venture you're out there watching. So always watch your behavior and be mindful of how you treat other people because kindness goes a long way. And I see a lot of things out there that say, be kind always. And I totally agree with that. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet my friend Don Lloyd. I met him, like I said, about three or four years ago. I like to do real estate investments. And so I went to a real estate seminar and Don traveled all the way to the great state of South Dakota from Oregon to teach us a lot about um, his real estate experience and teach us um, people back here in South Dakota how to do that. So a little bit about Don. Since 1971, Don has been active in a variety of real estate activities, including real estate broker, developer, general contractor, and mortgage lending. He has been active in self-growth and motivational speaking as well. Having taught undergraduate and graduate coursework, Don has developed a fast-paced, interest-stirring teaching style. One of his students summed up his problem-solving skills like this. Don is very creative. He never runs out of ideas when solving a problem. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Don Lloyd. How are you, Don? Hey, Joe. I'm doing great. How's one of my favorite people this morning? I'm doing fantastic. And, Don, I want to thank you because... Like my two other guests the last couple of weeks, you're also on Pacific Time. I don't know why. You people must love me because to get up so early and to be on my show, I am so appreciative. So it's only like a little after 6 o'clock your time. But you've already been up a while, haven't you? 
Well, I tell you, the day's half over already for me. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with you people from South Dakota. You've got to get with the program now. Now, I'm not saying the rest of us are like me. I'm just saying I like to get up kind of at the last minute type of deal. When it comes to planning, maybe that's not really one of my strongest suits. So, you know, that's how I am. But I do have my cup of coffee, Don, and I am ready to rock and roll. (laughs) Well, I want you to know I love you anyway. Oh, thank you. I love you too, Don, honey. So... Before we start, you have something exciting going on, so tell me what you're doing now. But today, this as we speak, I am the managing principal broker at a real estate company called Inetra Real Estate, and we're located in uh, Clackamas, Oregon. That's mm-hmm. in the Portland area, and, um, and I teach classes uh, twice a week. I teach a, uh, a, a broker training class every week. Uh, I think teaching is probably one of my gifts, and uh, I've I've been doing it ever since I was a little kid, even though I couldn't speak very well, and maybe we can get into that later. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, um, and then I do that on Tuesdays. In fact, I had to bow out of the class today because I'm on with you. That's how important you are to me. Wow, Don, I am very impressed. And then on Thursdays, I teach a real estate investment class, and, uh, and I have, have fun in both areas. And um, uh, I just, I, I, just in a, in a, in a nutshell, I thought, I'm just having a great life. I am retired now. Um, I'm, I'm 67, uh, although I stay busier now than I was uh, when I was doing a whole bunch of stuff, uh, which, which is okay. It keeps, keeps my mind nimble and uh, keeps me moving forward and keeps me writing positive things and encouraging people. And so I, you know, I just, I just really enjoy doing that. Well, you are just a gift to me. And when I talked about kindness, you have been very kind to me because like I stated, I, I like doing real estate deals and real estate investments actually really, um, they intrigue me and they kind of excite me. So I like to get in and get the numbers and get all that. And whenever I have a question, you're always there for me and you, you always, um, you always say everything in a positive light too, because some people be like, "No, don't do it that way. Don't do it that way." You're, you don't. You're always positive. You're always happy. You're always, I don't know. You're you're refreshing, and you're uh, you're refreshing to talk to because you just always see the great in everybody. Well, well, well. Thank you for those kind words. I um, I always want to encourage people. I want to be an encourager and an empowerer. I want to mm-hmm. help you to be more of what you can be. And um, uh, and speaking of that, you sent me some numbers on a project you're looking at, and I mm-hmm. must confess, I got tied up, and I looked at the numbers, glanced at them, but I haven't actually got down to actually looking at them. Looking at them. So if you haven't, if you're wondering why you hadn't heard from me, it's because I, I got busy and forgot to really do the analysis. But anyway, well, and I, that's I okay. It's not like work. you don't have other things going on, Don, <laughs> like teaching classes and being a um, the broker and everything else. Even though you're retired, you have a lot of other things, and that's a good thing about you. You, even though, you know, you acknowledge that, and you, you know, I know you're going to get back to me. I mean, to me, that is such. Um, an attribute to you because you're still willing to give of your time and your talents to other people. And that yeah. is, um, that is just fantastic. Hey, Don, I have, yeah. Don has written like how many books, eight books now? I don't even know. Eight, oh, nine, oh, 10 oh, books. No, no, I've written 19. I think there's seven or eight oh. available 
uh, on Amazon.com. But I've actually written, I've actually authored 19 books. Wow. So to get to Don's Amazon page, and Don is Don, and then Lloyd is L-O-Y, then D as in David, dot org. So DonLloyd.org. Is that right? Yeah, that'll take them to Amazon.com. Okay, perfect. Um, tell us about, I think it's just hysterical. Tell me about your first book, because I, I think the oh. listeners just have to hear that. <laughs> in 1980, I must have been 82, 83, somewhere in there, I, I wrote my first book. And I thought I had parenting figured out. My daughter was, at that time, about eight or nine years old, and I had a son a couple years younger than that. And I thought, man, I've got this parenting thing down to, to a pat. I mean, I was very encouraging with our kids. Uh, they, they always got positive affirmation. They were not, never told they couldn't do anything. Um, and, and so everything around our house was positive. And we had charts on the refrigerator for chores, and, and they were rewarded for doing well. And I thought, man, this is really cool stuff. And so I, I was arrogant enough to know, Think that I knew what I was talking about, and I um, uh, uh, I wrote this book, and uh, I thought, man, this is a great book. Anyway, it was published, and I was asked to come and speak and at places, and people would ask me, what do I do with my five-year-old? And I was just silly enough to tell them what I thought about it, and uh, uh, it, 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 it sounds like a good story so far, but it mm-hmm. it's got an interesting little twist. <laughs> When my daughter entered puberty, all the rules changed. <laughs> Everything changed. I, I would look at this beautiful little girl, and I would say, what alien life form has taken over this beautiful little girl of mine? And, um, and by the time she was 14, I bought up the remainder books. I took the original manuscript, loaded everything up, took it to the dump. <laughs> and I dumped the whole thing, and I thought, man, I was so silly to think I had this thing figured out. And um, uh, I, I, just to kind of highlight what how I evolved, I was I was talking with a lady who had a 16 year old daughter, and she's very concerned because she has no control over her daughter. She's just, her, the daughter is making her hair fall out, and she's just having a fit. So she asked me to come over and chat with her. And she's so she's she's very serious and subdued, and she says, "Don, what do I do?" And I look at I look her in the eye, I hold her hand, I look her in the eyes, and I said, "Jackie, just make it through the day." <laughs> and she 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 uh, she was startled with that. She just wanted some deep philosophical response, and I said, "Just make it through the day." Anyway, she says, "What?" And I said. Jackie, make it through the day without killing her. <laughs> I said, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Just keep going. And so anyway, that's that's my story of uh, my first book. Oh, my gosh. That just cracks me up. Every time you still talk about it today, I just that just cracks me up. I, I mean, I never had a daughter. I grew up with brothers, and I only have a son. So I don't know what that experience is like. But I've heard that from other people, that sometimes maybe girls are a little bit harder that, to raise than boys. Hi, however, I think was a gem when I was growing sure up, but that's just my own personal feeling. My brothers yeah. and my parents might say something different, but I personally think I was a gem. <laughs> anyway, well, that's a great story. I, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that you were and are. Well, I think so too. <laughs> 
<laughs> However, we won't ask people from the past. How about that? So, <laughs> all right, let's go. So, Don, let's tell me about forward. some of the other books that you have going on, and what's going on now in your life. Are you writing another one? Are you going? Are you writing number twenty? Are you just get done with number nineteen, or how's that going? Well, earlier this year, I published uh, number. Um, I published number nineteen, and that was uh, in, entitled the. Uh, the Seven Figure Real Estate Broker, and it's a it's an encouraging book on how real estate brokers can can earn seven figures or more a year, and uh, um, and it's it, it, it sold out. It, it sold pretty good. In fact, it became a uh, Amazon bestseller. And I I just outlined number uh, uh, number twenty, and it's for uh, for uh, first time home buyers. And I've, oh, wow. uh, I've I got the outline roughed out, and I've asked a uh, a mortgage broker if he wants to co-write it with me. He can write the uh, financial stuff, and I'll write the real estate uh, information. And um, and so he said he's going to think about whether or not he would like to to do that. And uh, if he decides he wants to, that'll be great. And um, and of course, if he doesn't, I'll just write it anyway. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, number twenty has been outlined. Well, very good. So we talked um, with my guests from the last couple of weeks about how they how they write their books. Do you get up and do you have a certain way that you write them? Do you get up and just write? Like one of my guests said, she writes for like an hour. And my guest last week, she does the outline and you do the outline. But is there any certain way that you that you've trained yourself to write it? Because it took everything I had to write this last book that I have. Um, Thankfully, it became an international bestseller on Amazon. I'm not sure how that happened. But anyway, it ha- it did, and I'm so thankful now for it. But it was one of the toughest books I've ever had to write in my life because it's about my personal life and right. overcoming the trials and tribulations. So when you write your books, do you find that it's hard to write? You're, you're pretty structured, or how does that go for you? Okay, that's a very interesting question. I, and, I, and I think if we have any want to be writers on here or aspiring writers on, uh, listening in, this might be an encouragement to them that maybe they can learn something from my experience. I have, first of all, let me state that I am not a natural writer. Uh, it's, uh, in, in high school, I was a terrible speller. In fact, in college, I was a terrible speller. Um, in fact, when I wrote my master's thesis, I, 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 I spell things phonetically. And, and my wife had to go through, who, who was a, an accomplished secretary. You know, she did shorthand and and, and all that stuff. So she typed over 100 words a minute, 120 words a minute, some silly number oh, wow. like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. I would, uh, of course, that was before the days. I, I'm old, so that was before the days of the computer. And so I wrote out everything longhand. And uh, and I and I and I'm a terrible speller. I didn't want to go back and look and try and. It would take me more time to find out what how to spell a word and get the idea down. And so I just wanted to get the idea down. And so she mm-hmm. went back and corrected all my spelling and all that. But anyway, um, how I started um, uh, actually writing was uh, I was uh, uh, in uh, I was in a doctrinal program and I was doing my uh, getting ready to do my dissertation for for it. And um, I was in the habit of getting up and being at, at, at the local swim club at uh, 6 a.m. when they opened. And then I would, I, would, I would swim mainly just sit in the hot tub for a while. <laughs> and, uh, I, I That's my type of swimming. swimming. 
I, I said I was swimming, but I spent more time in the hot tub in the sauna yeah. than I did in the uh, Exactly. That's my pool. time, too. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I said, why don't I just go to the office? And so I, what I started doing, I said, I'm going to get up an hour early which would, uh, and be at the office at 5. And mm-hmm. so that's what I started doing. So from 5 to 9, I would just be in the office, and I, and, and I worked on my dissertation. Now, what I discovered uh, was that in those four hours, I, I got a day's worth of work done because mm-hmm. there were no phones ringing, nobody was bugging me. I, I was focused for, you know, for, those, uh, for that period of time. And I thought, man, this is pretty great. And so when I actually started writing, uh, for writing's sake, I just disciplined myself to start at 5 o'clock, 5 to 6, I would write. And at first, I, you know, I didn't have a home office at the time, I would get up, get in my car, go down to a coffee shop, and um, I'd drink coffee and write. And again, longhand, because I, that was the days before computers, or at least I didn't have a computer. Well, I've had a computer at that point, but I didn't have one, and certainly not a laptop because it didn't exist. So everything was longhand with me, but, 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 but I wrote for an hour. And, and that, that, um, uh, that has followed through, and, and, and when I'm writing, I'll take an hour, I'll get up, and just dedicate an hour. And even if I can't come up with anything, I just write just to force wow. myself to the discipline of writing because there might be a nugget of something that I write that I can take and actually uh, dress up and use. Uh, I normally uh, have an outline. I know generally how I want to go. I have the major points or chapter uh, titles. And uh, sometimes when I start on a chapter, I might wind up somewhere different than I thought I was going to. But, uh, but I do have the idea of, of where I want to start where I want the middle to be and how I want to finish it. And generally, uh, almost always at the end, there's always a call to action. And that's Perfect. because I don't want people just to read uh, my stories or read, uh, read an article because I do the same thing, with, same thing with my articles. I always have a call to action. It's not just enough to say, oh, that's a great idea. I, I, I want you to say, that's a great idea, and Don told me how to accomplish it. And so that's these right. are the steps I need to take. And so that's what I do in my books. And, uh, and, and that's the discipline uh, that I have. Now, understand, I am not a natural writer. I, I had to force myself to write. In fact, hey, Don, I've written, excuse I me a second. We, we do have to go to break, actually, pretty soon. So can we okay. uh, talk about all that when we come back from break? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> That'd when, be all right. Said, hey, org. Don, D-O-N-L-O-Y-D.org. And we are at break right now, and we'll be back shortly. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? 
We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Thank you and welcome back to Go For It here on the Empowerment Channel on Voice America. Um, yes, if you do have an email, go ahead and feel free to send me an email at joe, J-O, at joehausman.com. Again, my website is www.joehausman.com. Today I have on um, my wonderful friend, and he is actually a wonderful speaker as well, Don Lloyd from Oregon, who was gracious enough to get up early because he is two hours behind me. So he was gracious enough to get up early, but as we're learning before the break, he gets up early every day, and then he gets a lot of work done um, in the first few hours of the day. And he's, as he's telling me already, the day's already half over, which is just actually starting for me. So Don, let's pick up where we left off. You were talking about, um, you get more work done from five to nine in the morning when the phones aren't ringing. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. Um, uh, when, I, when we left off, we were talking about me writing and what I, what I, what I was saying before I was so in the so rudely interrupted by a commercial. So break. rudely interrupted. Terrible. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I um, uh, I actually went to a school where I had to write a bachelor's thesis. So I I, I wrote a thesis for that for my master's and two doctorates. Uh, but everything had to be in thesis form. And in fact, uh, in graduate school, I actually taught thesis writing uh, to uh, to graduate students. So this this is how you write a thesis. And um, and and if anybody knows anything about thesis, uh, it's a it's a pretty pretty boring read. Everything's in third person. There's no anyway anyway. It's it's not the greatest read in the world. You kind of want to doze off while you're reading. And uh, so when I started writing uh, uh, again, I I I had a coach, real, uh, a writing coach. And, and this gal just beat me up because she said, no, Don, you can't do that. This is what you need to do. And I would argue with her and said, no, and she says, try it. And so, I, I mean, she beat me with a whip. And um, uh, finally I got to writing where people uh, would want to read it. And, and, I, and, I, and I'll say that it's, it's not because of me. It's because of her coaching. And, and you know what the difference between a mentor and a coach is? A mentor right. is someone that comes and puts his arm around you and say, okay, let me walk with you a little ways. A mm-hmm. coach is somebody that yells at you and kicks you in the rear and says, get going. Mm-hmm. And that's what she was with me. She kicked me in the rear. She, she cracked the whip, and uh, uh, she was relentless, and she hurt my feelings and everything. <laughs> and, but I did what she said, and, and eventually I became a happily decent writer, I think. I'm not mm-hmm. a great writer. But I um, I write for encouragement, so I'm not trying to be 
uh, you know, some kind of classical writer. I just want people to be able to learn something, to gain something, to be better, and and maybe make a little bit more money and have some plan in their lives. And anyway, so that's my goal. But uh, uh, that was a story that I started uh, that I started before we uh, we left. I I I was not really a trained writer uh, for the public consumption, and it, okay. and it took. It was really hard for me to get in that vein. It took me a long time, but thanks to this writing coach, she uh, really uh, nurtured me and and kicked me and and, um, and and ultimately she said, "Well, it's you know, it's, it's your book. You can write it however you want. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, darn it, darn it. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll try it your way." And uh, <laughs> she would make suggestions and and gradually. You know, I'm I, I, I'm kind of hard headed now. I'm not the brightest, uh, you know, the brightest light in the room. So uh, it, it, it took me a while to figure it all out, but I, but I finally got it figured out. Well, I don't think you give yourself enough credit there, Don. I think you're very intelligent. I've always wanted to get my PhD. I ha- I got my master's degree uh, two and a half years ago, so now I want to I want to go and get my PhD. However. Um, you know, going back to more schooling, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of work, but it's such a fulfilling feeling when you're done. So I give you much credit because getting a Ph.D., especially from where you started, you told me back when you were younger you had a stuttering problem. And so to come oh, to was, where you are today, I mean, that's uh, fantastic. It was, it was worse than a stuttering problem. I couldn't <laughs> hardly speak at all. Uh, oh, from wow. The time I was in the, from, from the time I was in first grade till I was a freshman in high school, I had speech therapy. and. Oh, wow. um um, uh, and in high school, it was really difficult. Uh, by the way, I finally quit in high school. I said, this is not doing anything for me. And uh, in, in, in high school, they called me SD. They said, hey, SD, how's it going? SD was stuttering Don. Uh, oh. but my, uh, my, my speech impediment was not a stutter like uh, Elmer Fudd type of stutter. It was, a, mm-hmm. it was not a high. It, it was more of a blockage. It was like my throat would lock up and I couldn't speak. And oh. um, uh, and I did that till I was uh, uh, probably 21, 22. I was married, and 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 when we got when I got married, I didn't want to re- repeat the vows because mm-hmm. I couldn't get them out, you know. And um, and so so finally, when it came time for me to say with this ring I be wed and all my earthly goods and being and now or whatever that it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I just kind of mumbled something and under my breath and they thought that was good enough and they said, now can match your man and wife. But that's how bad it was. Uh, wow. But this is an interesting story. This is this story is one of achievement, not for myself personally, but achievement for other people. This is something people can aspire to. If we have any of our listeners today that, that have something wrong with them, or in their mind there's something wrong with them. I want you to know, mm-hmm. uh, number one, it doesn't matter. And number mm-hmm. two, uh, you can work with what you've got. When I was 20 years old, I decided I was going to get rich. And I was going to get rich by being a door-to-door salesman, if you can mm-hmm. believe that. Now, here mm-hmm. was a scrawny 130-pound kid. By the way, I am no longer 130 pounds. <laughs> but... <laughs> but I, I, I uh, a 130 pound kid, uh, knocking on a cold door, trying to make an appointment to get in to sell them an expensive product, a product that the average family at the time uh, would have to work a month to pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and 
I had a terrible speech impediment, but I was I was of the mindset. I I read some books like uh, uh, A Think and Grow Rich and The Power of Positive Thinking and and uh, you know some of those types of things. And, and and I thought I can do this. I can do this. I'm going to do this. And uh, and eventually I got a business going. I had people working for me. Uh, but uh, uh, I actually used my speech impediment. Uh, to actually make sales, this is going to find this interesting. I think uh, I'd actually get to the close, and and when the people said no, and invariably they said no because I couldn't speak very well, and they mm-hmm. were bored with me, and they they just wanted me to leave. I would say, well, can I ask? And I said this in my in my broken language here. Uh, I said, if uh, can I? Uh, do you mind if I ask you a question? Are you not buying this this product because of my speech impediment? <laughs> and I, I, and then they felt bad, and then they would buy because they felt bad. <laughs> and so anyway, well, good for you. That's an awesome clothes. <laughs> and so what I'm saying to your listeners is, whatever you have, use it to your advantage. You know, don't don't think it's a it's a it's a detriment. Use it to your advantage. When later, when I became a developer and, and a builder, and and uh, and I was selling tons of houses and building tons of houses, I would always take the negative in the house, and rather than trying to hush it up, that's the first thing I would point out, and I would brag about it. And, and so it, the, 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 the negative became a positive. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and, and that's what I want your readers to get right now, not your readers, but your listeners to get right now. Turn whatever you have into a positive, because in every side of the coin, there are two sides, right? There's a negative, and it's your choice to decide if you want to see it positively or negatively. It's your choice. Uh, and yeah. I always try to find the best in a situation. And, um, and, and I think that has led to, number one, success, but it's also led to a healthy attitude as well. Um, uh, regardless of what happens, I know that good is going to come out of it. And mm-hmm. so I immediately... Start, at, you know, as soon as the shock wears off of, of some bad situation, I immediately start looking for the good. Mm-hmm. And I think that has separated me from almost everybody I know, because I look for the good in situations. I look for the good in people. Um, when somebody speaks poorly of me, and i got to tell you, the more successful you are, the more people you have throwing rocks at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when, they, when that happens to me, I try to put a positive spin to it. And uh, that way I sleep at night very well. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about what's going on. And, uh, and it's just a good, uh, positive thing for individuals to, uh, to acquire. That's a quality we ought to aspire to, I believe. Well, and Don, that's why you and I are friends, because I have that same, um, the same philosophy. And I learned that years ago. I was living in Colorado, and I, was, I belonged to a um, network marketing company. And they have, even though some people might you know, downplay them or whatever, but they have great training. And the one training I went to, I, I just listened to this guy and he talked about the power of positive thinking. Even if you're in a grocery store, and I know I talked about this before, but even in your, if you're in a grocery store and your kids are screaming and things are going wrong, you know, whatever, you have to like turn that off, retrain your brain to turn that around and say, you know what? It's a beautiful day. It's, you know, it's whatever's going on good in your life. Just for example, here, like uh, earlier in July, I was up in Minneapolis 
and my GPS got me lost, so lost that I what should have taken me an hour, or excuse me, 30 minutes to get somewhere, it took me two and a half hours. And it was at night, and I was by myself, and it was, you know, it was it was a little scary. But anyway, um, you know what? It wasn't it wasn't storming. Even though I was a little lost, I had people that cared for me, were calling me, checking in on me, um, doing their best to figure out where I was. And actually, I, I bought through my phone. I did not throw my phone. I thought, no, nope, if I throw my phone, then I'm really not in a good predicament. So, you know, you just have to stop. You have to um, just kind of come into your own being and go, you know what? This isn't the end of my life. This too shall pass, as my mother always says. This too shall pass. And you just turn it around and make it a positive thing. And, like, when I got lost, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm upset, but, you know, it's all good. I got to where I was supposed to be. I got to see new country, (laughs) kind of in the dark. But, you know, I went actually to a town that I actually ended up in a town that when I was little we almost moved to. And I had never been there before. So it was actually kind of neat because then I got to see that town. But anyway, that's just the way of turning everything around and making it a positive, just like what you said. And and we sleep better at night because of that. And with you being in sales and me in sales as well, not as much as you, but that is a lot more stress, um, especially when your income depends on that. So as long as you can turn the negative into a positive, I think that's just fantastic. You're kind of yeah, a great and, role model, you know, Don. Oh, uh, we were thinking about, you know, we, uh, we, were, uh, we were talking about um, uh, um, uh, me with a speech problem. Mm-hmm. And so the yeah. question might arise from your listeners, well, if, if, if Don has a speech problem, how did he get rid of it? Because uh, they probably, if they listen closely enough, they can probably hear a little bit of that in my voice still today. I haven't completely got rid of 100% of it. It's still there, but I just decided I wasn't going to allow that to stop me from doing what I wanted to do or what I felt I was called to do. And mm-hmm. so I just uh, I just plowed forward. And the story that I wanted to tell was that uh, I became a speaker when I had a speech impediment. And... Um, uh, then I begin to speak in front of larger audiences. And I don't know where in the process I, uh, it, it, it dropped, but I, I think I just faked it enough uh, in order to finally overcome it. That's the only way I can explain it. Either that or God reached down and, and, and took it away from me. Um, uh, one of the two. Uh, but it was, it, uh, I was going to do it regardless of my... Uh, disability, and I and I and I'll put that in quotes because sometimes we we think we're disabled when actually uh, we're uh, it the very thing that we think disables us will likely enable us if we oh. just turn it around mm-hmm. a little bit. I was going to be mm-hmm. a, a speaker come hell or high water, you know. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to do, and and so that's that that's what I did. And I, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to let those that made fun of me. And I had a lot of ridicule in high school. Uh, people made fun of me. And in fact, it, it was so bad, Joe, that when I was 18, 19 years old, I literally envisioned me driving back to the little hometown I, uh, I grew up in. And I wanted to pull up in, into the service station in my brand-new Cadillac, Eldorado, uh-huh. uh, which, which, which at the time was a major deal. Pull up mm-hmm. in my new Eldorado and have the high school football uh, quarterback pump my gas, and um, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, there's nothing wrong with pumping gas. There's nothing wrong with being a football quarterback. But I just wanted I, I visualize me doing that, and and I, and I think part of that helped propel me forward. Uh, uh, the visualization of the thing, mm-hmm. and I'm real mm-hmm. big on visualization, and mm-hmm. um, and I think we, we can if we will take uh, our dreams, internalize it, and dream about it in a positive way, have positive reinforcements. There, there's nothing, virtually nothing, we can't accomplish. That's right, Don. That is exactly right. And I've um, I've always dreamed about being a motivational speaker, and now I am one. And it's because of the book and because of this radio show that has really helped that too. But when I, back when I was in seventh and eighth grade, which is really weird, is well not weird, but I wanted to be on radio. I wanted to be on radio and TV, and that's what I wanted to be have as my job. When I was, and then of course, as I grew up and things happened, I don't know for some reason why, but look at me now. You know, all these years yeah. later. It's just, uh, you just visualize it and you never know what's going to come to fruition. And yep. you just have to keep visualizing what you want in your life and make it happen. And once once you put the stars, once you make the commitment and put the stars there, that this all comes into alignment and it just oh, all yeah. happens. Now, see, in, in, in the early 80s, mid-80s, I actually had a 30-minute um, television show. You oh, that's right. Who, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who at 18, 19, 20, 21, couldn't speak very well. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, just a few years later, he's got a television show. I've been, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I've had a radio program mm-hmm. uh, out of Denver, actually, and I was a, uh, I was a co-host for a, a financial services uh, radio program, and, wow. uh, and 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 of course, I've spoken uh, 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 at more than fifty seminars across the country. Mm-hmm. I've, I, 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 I across the country, I've I, I've done seminars and been a speaker and. And um, all from a guy that couldn't hardly even carry on a conversation. Well, that is fantastic. Hey, Don, we do have to go to break again. But when we come back, we are just going to talk more and more about you because you are just like the enlightenment of my morning. I just love this. So we'll be right back after break, and we'll be back with Don Lloyd. And it is, again, www.donloyd, which is L-O-Y-D.org. And mine is www.johausman.com. We'll be right back after break. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for the Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The Compassionate Life is about just that. 
There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate. Host Dr. Brittany King is also one of these humanitarians. Each week, she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world, both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness. Listen every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to Joe at JoeHausman.com. That's J-O at JoeHausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It here on the Empowerment Channel. I am Joe Hausman. Uh, my website is www.joehausman.com. I am talking to my good friend, mentor, train. I mean, he's trained me in so many different things on real estate, Don Lloyd. And Don is from Oregon. And one of his websites is www.donloyd. And Lloyd is L O Y D.org. But why we're at break, and he reminded me of this. Um, back even when Don had his speech impediment in high school, he became a songwriter. And so he cut his first album at age 18. Is that right, Don? Yeah. Uh, by the time I graduated high school, I'd written at least 100 songs. Uh, I took some of my original songs and recorded my first album. I think we, we did 10 on the, on, on the album. And um, so I was 18 when that happened. And I was on a television show, a local television show. And uh, I was kind of a local celebrity. But You're kind of a stud, know, aren't you, Don? You're just kind of a stud. <laughs> Well, you're, <laughs> you <maybe>. are <laughs> a little skinny one. <laughs> oh, you're fun. <laughs> well, the and so to get to this song, because had over a million views, was it? Yeah, um, half a million. So donloyd.info so yeah you should go there because I, I listen to it and it really is good <laughs> he really I, is yeah, good yeah. at what he does now, now understand that I'm uh, I'm a country boy at heart and mm-hmm. uh, no it's more than a heart I'm just a uh, I'm a hillbilly and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm a country music guy I'm not into rap or I'm not into uh, anything else I'm just a, I'm just a, a simple guy a really mm-hmm. a simple guy and this particular song I wrote uh, I, I heard somebody say I uh, uh, the greatest story ever told and of course that's the story of Jesus Christ and I thought mm-hmm. well you know uh, what about the greatest story never told and so I wrote a song about a guy who uh, had a love uh, but he listened to those that said you need other goals. And so he set, he set his mind to achieving these other goals and let that love, that first love of his, kind of slide away. And then here at the end of his life, he realizes he had been wrong. He should, what could have happened had he uh, actually followed his heart rather than listen to the advice of others. And so that was the greatest, uh, he, he and, his, and, and, and his girlfriend was the greatest story never told because they never got together. Hmm. And so it has a nice little hook to it. Mm-hmm. Well, you, the things you have done with your life, even though you had that speech impediment and se- severe speech impediment, so how did you overcome that? Did you have a coach, or how did you overcome that well, speech impediment? Well, you know, I, I had speech therapy for several years, and that mm-hmm. didn't do any good. Um, 
and I, I think I just overcame it just by just doing what I wanted to do. You know, I just, mm-hmm. uh, uh, early on, like I said earlier, I'd knock on doors and tried selling these, this, this stuff. And then I had, uh, I think there's up to 15 salesmen working for me. And I, and I couldn't speak, so I had to hire a trainer to train them. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, anyway, uh, one thing led to another, and I just did this enough. I, I, I faked it till I made it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. That's and, my favorite uh, saying. Fake it till you make it. And, uh, and that's, I, I think that's what, uh, what happened. Mm-hmm. Like when I had my, and, for uh, and, 11 and years, pretty, I did a virtual uh, assistant know, business. And when I, f- go ahead. what was that, Don? I said, I, I, I was, in, I was comfortable in front of people. I was mm-hmm. never that nervous. I was always a little nervous, maybe, mm-hmm. but never that nervous. And I just faked it till it happened, you know. And um, uh, and today, you know, I, I do pretty well. Well, and that's great because what what I was saying is when I had my when I first started my virtual assistant business back in two thousand five, and I did that from home for over ten years, eleven years actually. So, but I did the exact same thing at the beginning. I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew is I wanted clients, and so when yeah. clients would ask me to do something. I had no idea. I mean, I had I would Google it. I would do whatever. And even when I first started my business, I just had dial-up internet. You know, I barely had a copy machine. But the same thing with you is even though, and we couldn't really afford that at that time. We had just moved here and we had some other things going on. But you start off slowly and you just have to overcome what you don't know. So, and you do what you can to overcome that to make yourself bigger and better to the point that I eventually didn't have to, I only advertised for like a year. And after that, clients came to me. But also because of what we talked about at the beginning is you have to be kind to people and you have to give them your best. And that's exactly what you did with your impediment is that you work to overcome it. And sometimes when we have those, they're actually our biggest attribute because we know we have to overcome that to get to be a better person and um, better at what we're doing. So it makes us work harder and makes us become better to help other people. Correct. And I, uh, for me, early on in, in high school, probably a sophomore in high school, um, I decided I was not going to let other people rule me. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to let them dictate my life. I was in charge of my life. They weren't. And if they wanted to make fun of me, they could, but they were the loser because of it, because mm-hmm. it wasn't going to stop me. And, 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 and I think that's one of the takeaway values that I'd like people to have today. It doesn't matter what people say about you. Their opinion of you is worth every penny you pay for it. You know, right. It doesn't matter. It's worthless, that's right. actually. And so you, I, uh, I take your dream by the, by the horns and, and um, you know, get on that, that, that bull and ride it. And um, that's right. It's amazing, amazing what we can do if we don't allow the negative uh, speech of others affect us. That's right, Don. And that's exactly what how I started my like my virtual system business or even this business, this radio show. Even if people talk negative about it, because people really didn't know what virtual assistant was, don't don't doesn't really understand the radio show. It doesn't matter. I understand it. I know what I want, and just to go after it. And now, you know, people, of course, are very proud, but you can't let the negative thoughts of others rule you. You have, if you know what's in your mind and what you want to do, you need to go for it. And that's my, been my philosophy for years. And that's why my name of my book is go for it. Um, because I always have. And I mean, I was a single mom way back when, and I was a single mom for years and I just knew that I had to better myself for me and my son. And so I did. 
I mean, I traveled, I moved halfway across the country with my little two and a half year old in tow with me to better myself. And it was the best thing I ever did. And it was also very freeing. When you can do that for yourself, it's very freeing. And then you know you can do anything. Absolutely. Don, you are such an encourager. This is why you and I are friends. Because you are just so positive. You are. Okay, I have to ask you. um, Let's go back to what is your PhD in and how did you get it? Because I am so intrigued with PhDs. So how, what made you decide to get a PhD? Or let me... Let me turn this around just a little bit. Let me give you some advice. <laughs> okay. This is what I found out about a PhD. By the way, my PhD is in education. And, okay. uh, uh, my, uh, the, uh, the focus of my program was on curriculum development. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so I arguably, I'm an expert in how to develop a curriculum for an institution. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, look, let me turn it around. And I, I want you and your readers to know. Uh, that and, and by the way, I have two doctorates, and I want you to know that if anybody here is considering furthering their education or going into business, go into business. Uh, uh, you'll make far more money if you do it right. You'll make more money than than, than a PhD will ever get you, or or a master's degree will get you. There mm-hmm. are some exceptions to that. But, you know, if you want to be a uh, be a doctor or a psychologist or Something like that. Go ahead and get it. But mm-hmm. if it's just going to be a, uh, if, if, you, if you're getting it just to get it, don't. Uh, just spend your time on your business. Focus on your business. Uh, uh, d- uh, define where it is you want to go. Uh, then define a way to get there. Break break down your 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 plan into daily activity. Focus on the daily activity. And do the things that you have to do uh, to achieve that goal by doing the daily activity, and you'll reach that that goal. And so, I think it's far more important to to to, uh, uh, to have a business goal than it is to have a PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I think it, I think you make more money. Uh, mm-hmm. Any more? Uh, there are so many degrees out there that 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 have no uh, worth at all. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like having a degree in basket weaving, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. what, you know? There's yeah. nothing wrong being a basket weaver, but you, uh, you spend sixty, seventy thousand dollars dollars $70,000 in costs, and, and you get to go to work for J.C. Penney as a clerk. You know, <laughs> uh, and it doesn't, uh, I don't see, today I don't see the balance in it. If I had to do over again, I wouldn't even have a master's degree. I would have spent all my time building business, my business, uh, mm-hmm. Because I think that that therein lies the key to uh, a personal growth, financial growth. Um, uh, get uh, if, if I were, uh, I encourage my grandkids. Uh, I have I, I have a grandson that's going to be a student at the University of Oregon this year. And um, had he asked me, he didn't ask me. You know, of course, I'm an encourager, so he said he was going to do that, and that was his dream. And I said, oh, great. And, you know, he, had, he was an A student and, and all that. Um, uh, and, and I was going to tell him, you know, you know, don't take basket weaving as a, as a, as a major. And he's going to take business as, as a major. And so that's okay with me, all right? Um, uh, but I, um, I would tell, in fact, I told one of my grandsons, who's 16 now, I said, you know, you don't have to go to college. That's not mm-hmm. the most important thing in the world. Um, 
and, and, and I talked to him about some alternatives. And um, so uh, while I have degrees, I'm not real big on promoting them. Uh, mm-hmm. They're good for self-esteem, but self-esteem only goes so far. It doesn't pay the bills. And so I, I would encourage people to, uh, uh, to get in business. Now, if you want to be a school teacher, if that's your goal, then go ahead. Go for it. You get your bachelor's, get your master's, because you're going to make more money if you get your master's, uh, et cetera. Uh, but as a general rule, for, for most of the population, I don't think it's a big deal. Right. And I have heard that before. So I'm glad that you said that before. I'm actually, even though now that I'm a motivational speaker, which I absolutely love to do and to hire Don and I, I mean, certainly give us a call or give us an email. But I also want to teach at a college level. And with my master's degree, at a, with for an adjunct professor, actually, is what I'd like to do on a part-time basis. So that's actually was more of my goal to get um, a PhD. But you're right. I just, I don't have the, to be honest, I don't have the desire. I'm doing what I love right now. And this is this radio show, and my book, well, and going out and speaking. What, this is what I love. Make a lot more money if they write a book than if they get a mm-hmm. master's degree. Exactly. Because you can and take that's that exactly book right. and you can ride that pony, and, and you can turn it into a wonderful thing, mm-hmm. um, uh, if, if if you play it right. And, that's right. Uh, so that's if, right. If, if if you have the option of going to getting your master's or PhD or writing a book, write a book. Yeah. Yeah. Book, definitely. You 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 have instant credibility with a book. And you don't spend as much money, <laughs> you know. And, and, you, right. and when I was in my master's classes, there would be some classes I'd be like, why am I here? But, I, and I've said this before, I had to take some <laughs> undergraduate classes before I could start my master's. And right. the the energy of those young kids were was just enlightening, enlightening. <laughs> and I needed that at that time in my life. And then I started my master's classes, and we're all the same age, and we're all got lives and stuff like that. So, yeah. Don, we are close to um, being done with our show. Is there any last encouraging words you'd like to say to our listeners? Uh, if 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 we have people on here that would like some good positive input on uh, uh, on on their lives and how to how to turn it around. Uh, order my book, uh, Taking Back Your Life, Simple Strategies for Personal Growth. I think there's 40, 41 different um, chapters in it, short chapters, and uh, it's all positive stuff. On almost almost every uh, chapter, there's a how-to, call-to-action type thing that gives you steps to accomplish what I just suggested. And uh, I, it, it's, been a real, it's been a real encouragement to a lot of people. And um, I would suggest you go pick up that book. Perfect, Don. Well, we do have to get going. So, again, Don Lloyd is www.donlloyd.org. Again, mine is www.johausman.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Joe Hausman, the host of Go For It here on the Empowerment Channel with Voice America. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to coming back next week. Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.